Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes it a truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred June 30th. You're in a forest, a forest near a river. A river not unlike other rivers you know, only this one is located in Siberia, Russia. The forest is full of trees and life, one assumes, but very few people. The time is 7.14 a.m., and despite the calm, a force that would devastate the area, causing it to shake, be engulfed in fire, and then hit with an explosive force thought to be a thousand times more powerful than the one dropped on Hiroshima, August 6, 1945, yet would leave no visible crater. The year was 1908, and on this day, June 30th, the Tunguska event took place. So what happened? Well, it was an explosion of sorts, and is thought to have been caused by an outburst of air from a meteoroid. We'll get back to that in a moment. Eyewitness reports claim that a pillar of light as bright as the sun made its way across the sky before a deafening sound was heard, followed by a shockwave. Enter 1S Simnyov, sitting by his home at the Vanavara trading post. I suddenly saw that directly to the north over Onkul's Tunguska Road, the sky split in two and fire appeared high and wide over the forest. The split in the sky grew larger and the entire northern side was covered with fire. At that moment I became so hot that I couldn't bear it as if my shirt was on fire. I wanted to tear off my shirt and throw it down, but then the sky shut closed and a strong thump sounded and I was thrown a few meters. After that, such noise came as if rocks were falling or cannons were firing. The earth shook, and when I was on the ground, I pressed my head down, fearing rocks would smash it. The sky opened up, hot wind raced between the houses like from cannons, which left traces on the ground like pathways, and it damaged some crops. Later we saw that many windows were shattered, and in the barn, a part of the iron lock snapped. And this was all 40 miles away. It's unsure if any human deaths were attributed to this event. Some sources claim none, others claim as few as three. But as a result, over 700 square miles of forest were left in ruins after the event. The damage was intense, but an official investigation into what happened did not begin until 1921. It was in this investigation, led by Leon Id Kulik, that actually determined that the blast was a result of a meteorite because at the epicenter of the site, damaged trees, which had been pushed over, all pointed away from the point of impact, making its discovery fairly easy for the expedition to find. However, there were still some who thought the event was caused by a comet or even an asteroid. And I know what you're asking. What's the difference? A meteoroid is a small, rocky, or metallic body revolving in interplanetary space around the sun, a small rock. An asteroid is a rocky object that orbits the sun and has an average size between a meteoroid and a planet. A meteor is a meteoroid that enters the Earth's atmosphere and burns up. And a comet is an object made mostly of ice and dust, often with a gas halo and a tail 
that sometimes will orbit the sun. Asteroids up to about 300 feet are thought to hit the Earth every couple of hundred years, and this may have just been one of those times. But how did it not leave a crater? That's actually kind of simple to answer. It burned up before it hit the ground. But really, there could also be another reason. Do you remember when I said it was near a river? Well, the softer ground could have cushioned and been just too soft to leave any lasting impact. So this object entered the atmosphere at around 33,500 miles an hour, and in its very quick descent, heated the surrounding air to over 40,000 degrees Fahrenheit. At roughly 28,000 feet, the air pressure and heat caused the object to not so much burn up, but explode before hitting the ground, creating a pillar of light and the 5.0 magnitude earthquake that followed. This temporarily ignited the forest after the impact pushed the trees away, and then the following shockwave extinguished the flames, leaving the area charred, killing the landscape and thousands of animals, just not leaving a sustained fire. The fireballs and hot airways that came from this were detected in many countries such as Denmark, Germany, the United Kingdom, and Croatia, and a glowing light was visible in nearby areas in the days after. They could be seen and were actually photographed as far away as Scotland and Sweden. I couldn't find an exact distance, but Google Maps shows it to be more than a day's walk away. As for the dust particles, they created a lower atmospheric transparency, which was observed by the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory in the United States. Small particles of silicate and nickel that allegedly didn't burn up in the atmosphere hit the ground, leaving small holes in the area, some of which were buried in the 43-mile butterfly the impact created. These were found in the 1960s and ultimately led to the belief that it was an extraterrestrial object in origin that caused the event. However, if it was a comet, as those are made of mostly ice, very few remains, if any, would have been found. But what if it wasn't that? As with anything, we have a fair share of conspiracies from aliens to antimatter collision to a black hole and even a nuclear bomb detonation. There's even speculation that no crater was found because Lake Checo was the impact site. And even still, some astrophysicists believe that the Tunguska event was an explosion of 10 million tons of natural gas from the Earth's crust, claiming that the gas leaked out, drifted upwards, and then was ignited in the atmosphere, possibly by lightning. We don't really know what happened, but we continue to hypothesize and investigate the event and the area, with the most recent being in 1999. In 2016, the United Nations adopted a resolution declaring that the 30th of June would be Asteroid Day in order to observe and commemorate this event, as well as to bring in further awareness to hazards of asteroid impact. But why is the Tunguska event important? It's the only modern era large meteoroid impact that we have with first-hand accounts. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. 
If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. 